IV Coaches presents Hello IV Coaches listeners This is a new series by Coach Pedari who is a professional certified coach by ICF with 12 years in leadership and 5 years in coaching He will be interviewing his peer executive coaches who have spent years helping organizations and individuals grow their business and achieve their goals. Please join us for this week's interview with Coach Pedari. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coach Pedari's uh, podcast here um, in partnership with Ivy Coaches. And I'm so pleased and delighted today to have uh, an amazing and a very qualified uh, coach uh, with me. Amy Carroll, welcome to the show. Good to be with you, Sahil. Thank you. And obviously, as, uh, as an expert of matter in the interpersonal communication, uh, we're really pleased to, to uh, be able to come, you know, talk to you today and understand more about your uh, practice and also your field. So without any uh, further ado, what got you in interpersonal communication? <sighs> It started at the early age of six. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> well, at least, you know, how they say you can't really, so many, many kids don't remember much before the age of six. So that was, I was one of those kids. Maybe it started earlier though, Sahil, I was literally picking fights at least starting at the age of six. And I did it for a long time. I got away with it. I had lots of brothers and sisters. So I had lots of people to, to have my battles with. Well, fast forward, I'm 15 years old. I start my first part-time job and I have a jerk for a boss. So I call up my older sister, Pat. I said, Pat, you're not going to believe it. I've got this idiot boss. She said, oh, that's really bad luck. Fast forward two years later, another job. Pat, I've got another difficult boss. She's like, oh, honey, that's really terrible. So let's just fast forward another seven or eight jobs. So <laughs> And finally, <laughs> I'm in my early 20s. I call my sister, Pat. I said, Pat, you're not going to believe it. She said, uh, let me guess. A difficult boss, Amy? I was like, yes! <laughs> said, um, Honey, nobody has this kind of bad luck. So it was in that moment, Suhiel, that I had my aha moment. Like, oh, I'm the common denominator here. <laughs> All these past problems. So it was in that moment that I realized, oh, if I'm, I'm bringing part of the conflict here, causing part of this problem, then maybe there's something I can do about it. I had no clue what or how, though what I did have was my motivation to figure it out. So that was the beginning of my path. Wow. Um, and I can tell you, um, I, am, I can tell you 99.9%, I'm sure a lot of viewers and listeners can resonate with the fact that once or twice in their lifetime, they've come across people who have not been easy to work with. Now, interpersonal communication, uh, it's just not your your daily use of the word communication. There's more to it mm. uh, to succeed, I, I assume. Um, can you kind of open up that window towards uh, what successful interpersonal communication looks like or at least mm. should look like uh, mm -hmm. if, if someone is curious to, to understand better? Well, as I was listening to you ask the question, the first word that came to me was respect. And not just, so it's, you know, communicating with people, whether it's virtual, over the phone, face-to-face, -face, in an email, text, any form of communication. 
Is it both ways? Am I showing respect to the other? Are they showing respect to me? So it's not just about, oh, I have to show respect to the other person. It's got to go both ways. And we have power to influence that. So that same sister that I mentioned earlier, because I come from a big Irish Catholic family. So I've got three brothers. I've got three sisters. So Pat was on her own path of discovery. And many years ago, probably 35, 40 years ago now, easily, she was already working on this. And over the years, she developed this communication model called predator, prey, or partner. So I'll give you a, a quick intro. The predator. So here, the predator is a person who's not afraid of conflict. Is that clear? And you're like, whoa. <laughs> so you wow. can see, I'm like, yeah. and I'm like, oh, what? See, here, what's the problem? I'm just communicating. I'm just telling you something. And you're thinking, this woman's got to chill out. Someone give her some chocolate. <laughs> so I've damaged the relationship because hold, I'm holding too much respect for myself, not enough for you. So you're either feeling intimidated or ticked off or both. And I've got a lot to do a lot of work to clean up that relationship. The contrast, the prey, and that's spelled P-R-E-Y, although they're often P-R-A-Y, because they're really nice people. Um, so, Sunil, um, I mean, what I'm saying is, well, you know, I mean, if, if there, um, you know, I, I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Sunil. It's just that I, there's something I need. Uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, I got to tell you something. <laughs> So I'm doing all these things that are sabotaging my credibility. And that, when I don't hold enough respect for myself and I'm holding too much respect for the other, that can e actually trigger even someone like you who's nice, kind, and respectful. Okay, I'm making some assumptions, so I think those are accurate. <laughs> that could even trigger you to become a predator towards me. Of course, yeah. So I have a huge amount of power to shift this dynamic. The idea is most of the time, most of us are behaving as partners, meaning I'm holding high respect for myself, high respect for you all as well. The problem under pressure, stress, perceived threat, crisis, COVID, or just if we're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, that's nine categories already. And if there's no chocolate in the house, 10. <laughs> that any of those circumstances could trigger many of us to either go predator or prey. And so the idea is step in partner before you need it. Stay in partner when the going gets tough and remain in partner even if you don't get what you want. Because at any one of those stages, magic can happen. Wow. I mean... I, I would have never uh, imagined that this um, that thought is behind um, just personal relationship. I can definitely tell you that it, it, um, it's happened. I've, I've personally been both in the predator and also in the uh, prey yes. scenario. Um, and it definitely comes with a lot of responsibility when you're dealing with people. And yeah. that, that's where this can make or break, I think, in, in life of others. And especially if you're regardless if it's at home or it's at work, whatever is expressed verbally, it, it, it you know, makes a big difference, right? It's how we use our language and how we use our communication. And you've just got to a very important point I want to mention. Regardless of home or work, there is something about the human condition that many of us misbehave more at home 
than we do at work. Isn't that odd that somehow we can control ourselves with a really difficult client or boss, and yet we go home and we find ourselves exploding at the, our partner or our kids or the dog? And my belief is that it's a lot harder for, or a lot easier to get, for them to get rid of us in the work environment than in the home environment. So the cool thing is I work with people across the continuum, whether it's professional or personal. For me, if I'm working in a professional environment with someone and we talk about how to deal with their teenager, that's going to pay off professionally for them because they're the same human being. So what challenges lie in front of a person who doesn't know all the yes. uh, tricks behind that. I mean, I say tricks. Uh, do forgive me. I don't mean that. There's oh, tricks, no. I, it, it, yeah. All the technicalities. Yeah, many tricks. You know, there, there are people who are ready to change themselves, right? And then they, they get to yeah. speak to you. But what are the challenges that you see them face, that they will be facing in order to change yeah. the way of communication, interpersonal communication? Well, you just nailed one of the biggest ones is the, the awareness. I have so many people, they'll come in and I'll meet them or maybe I meet them socially or in a networking event and I'm speaking with them and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I got me a predator here. (laughs) And then I, and I've explained the model. And so I used to say, so do you think you're more predator or more prey? Knowing that they would say, oh yeah, more predator. And they say, oh, I am so prey. Wow. And I have stopped falling off my chair. It's happened so many times. I'm like, Oh my gosh. So the, and myself included, we are so lacking in awareness of how other people perceive us. And you know what? One of the benefits of so much virtual communication is now we've got to see, we're looking right at ourselves. And I, one of the simplest things I work on with people is smiling because they're like, so so Sue, are you in a good mood? Yeah, I'm in a good mood. (laughs) You know, Peter, are you happy? Yeah, I'm happy. And I'm like, okay, we got to work on something here. And this is a little bit sensitive for women because I don't know if you're familiar with this. I think this is sort of a global phenomenon that men have a tendency, strangers will often, male strangers will often say to females, you know, walking down the street or in an exchange, oh, smile. And they mean it innocently. I I do believe that. Except for women, we're like, don't tell me it is <laughs> we're so sick of it. I've heard that before, yeah. <laughs> right, okay. And yet, the reason why a smile, and I'm not talking about one of these smiles. Of course. You know, not, not the, the flirty smile. In fact, the simple way to adjust a flirty smile to an appropriate smile is no teeth. So watch the difference. Right? And maybe less <laughs> shoulder there. <laughs> so wow, the smile, cool. the reason it's so critical is because I'm literally saying, to the other person, today you're safe. Today you won't die. Can't promise tomorrow. Wow. Because we're still operating from that fight or flight brain when we're even under just a little bit of stress. So from interpersonal communication, uh, it seems like there's a, you know, the, um, we learned that body language uh, uh, does a lot of talk, right? So there's a, there are experts in body language and how you should carry yourself, how you should talk, how you should look at the person you're talking to. Um, what if a person cannot change the way 
people present themselves or they present themselves, but they have a power of, of talking. Yeah? They, can, they can change the world by the way they talk and by the way they communicate. Uh, will, will those two kind of work against each other? Have you, do you see that? I don't see as, them as separate. I, I, hmm. I don't see how it's possible. If like in their written word, they're really inspiring. Though if they, if they can't deliver it with the packaging, because all of my work, I didn't tell you this yet, is based, and you're probably starting to guess that, on body language, voice, words. And then the final piece is the mindset. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? So, so much of that is body language, voice, words, that if there's a mismatch and I'm not able to represent it through my, the way I'm standing or looking at the people or gesturing or my volume or intonation, then the message either gets lost, the, the people will either not believe the message or they'll be confused and you may get dismissed. So here's a, an example with the voice. This is one of the key tools that I teach people. Many people, women, perhaps more than men, though many, many nice men have this habit of using something called the upward inflection. So, so I'm going to demonstrate it now. My name is Amy Carroll. I'm a coach and a trainer. I live in Switzerland. And you're thinking, I don't know, do you? <laughs> because everything ends up, Ends yeah. with it sounds like a question. Yeah. Now I'm doing that one either because I've been socialized to be a nice person. This is the way I should present myself, and unconsciously I'm wanting to let you know I'm not a threat. You're safe with me. Except doing too much of this, and when by too much I mean more than twenty twenty percent wow. is too much. Then that can sabotage your credibility. Uh, uh, tell me about. It. I mean. Um, speaking for myself, you know, in, in last, you know, many of my years were spent in corporate um, and with many leaders. And sometimes you would just ask yourself, he's, oh, he or she is uh, not coming across. Uh, the message is not clear or the message is too clear or message yeah. is just clear. Um, but I believe that knowing what's behind the success formula yeah, not only this, you know, what, what lies behind the true and, and, and perfect communication, interpersonal communication can really make or break a, a, not only an organization, uh, a relationship, um, you know, partnerships. So let me say, a, I'm going to tell you a phrase and then I'm, I'm going to ask you, you know, what does it mean to you? And it says, um, it says I read this somewhere. It says, uh, pretend not to notice when the <laughs> other person is being a jerk. Where does that come from? Where does it, come? Oh. it perhaps comes from the, I don't know, you tell us. I think it's, it's, it's somewhere in the screen we can see that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, a little product placement here. So um, okay. my book, The Ego Tango. The Ego Tango. Yes, I've got some pages out here. And this is the book that I wrote. So my sister, Pat, creates this model of predator-prey partner. We've got the body language, voice, words. And I come along, and in 2007, I start writing down the stories from my workshops that I've been telling and only because this good friend of mine said, Amy, you've got to collect these stories. These are fantastic. I said, okay, Rebecca, I'll do that. I'm not a big fan of writing. So she squeezed these stories out of me. So I got the stories written down. And then she said, Amy, you have a book here. I said, no, I don't. She said, yeah, you do. I said, no, I don't. I said, yeah, you know, so we're going back and forth because it's funny. I think if you've never written a book, 
the the brain doesn't think we don't see ourselves in certain a certain light. So I never saw myself as someone who was a writer. And so that's how the book came about. And so it's a collection of the seven partner mindset techniques that either help you to stay in partner or pull you out of partner. And then one of them, the one you mentioned is pretend not to notice when the other person's being a jerk. So this is, this is probably the most challenging skill I teach people. And I finally made a video about it so people can find it on my website where I demonstrate it. I have, okay. I have someone come in and I have them yell at me and then I show it how I respond. So, it, and it's all, it, it, and it's something you have to train the body to do because otherwise when we, when we get ver verbally attacked by someone, Many of us go into freeze mode, yep. or or we'll either go into fight or or flight, or you know fight or, or freeze or flight, um, and and as the result, our brain has stopped working. So you've got to override that by creating new muscle memory to how to respond. So I show people on the video how to handle that. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, um, we're gonna kind of advise where we can go and see that at the end of the podcast, but you know, sure. feel free to also share that now if you want to. Uh, I think well, it's a beautiful say, video to see. Let me say one more thing because people are like, well, I still don't get it. How? Hmm. So if, if you were actually, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Sure. You. Would you do me a favor? Because, and they'll probably think we rehearsed this. Would you do me a favor and be like, let's say you're my client or my boss or something and I've screwed up. Okay. Okay. You're going to verbally attack me on this video session right now. <laughs> and it can just be like one sentence, Amy, are you kidding me? Okay. This is unprofessional. Okay. Just go and then, and be as aggressive as you can be and hold it until you're sure. no longer motivated to hold it. And then we can debrief okay. it. Okay. Sure. Um, well, first of all, and really everyone, don't hold yeah. back. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, just uh, bear with me. I've never done this before, but then uh, I'll try to do it as best of my knowledge. Um, so you're you're surprising me. We're having conversation, and all of a sudden, sure. out of the blue. Um, Amy, I'm really upset with the results. Uh, this is yeah. absolutely unacceptable. What you guys okay. have done, it is totally, totally uh -huh. not what I expected. And okay. Forget it. I mean, I'm not paying for this. Okay. Got it. So and we even might just cancel this partnership altogether. It's, so, so yeah, it's, so he, I it's hear bad. You. It's bad. Yeah, you are really dissatisfied. We screwed up. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Got that. Big time. You know, it's like. Okay, good. All right. I so, I, go <laughs> so good. So, did you, uh, and I have to tell you that your level of angry was mild compared to what I've experienced. I know people are like, they can never do it, you know, as aggressive. I have to like coach people to be really aggressive. So that was still uh, nice. um, vi not viable. What's the word I want? That was still a, a, um, a, an exa a valid example of someone being upset yeah. in the professional world. How did you notice yourself feeling when I was responding to you? Well, somehow you were not like, you know. Uh, no. No, I wasn't were, prey. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and somehow, you know, you acknowledged, but it was a yep. tough acknowledgement. Tough in the sense? In sense of that um, you acknowledged that something was wrong and yeah. you accepted it. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't find you on the ground. 
five minutes. Six. Right. And that's what you, so here's what's happening in yeah. your brain. You were expecting one of two responses. Yeah. Probably because it was a professional, you were less likely expecting a predator response. What I'm hearing you're saying is you were kind of expecting a prey response. Yeah. Yeah. And what you, and the thing is, I really legitimately did something wrong. And exactly. it's, it's really easy for me to want to go pray in that moment. Absolutely. You're feeling horrible. I was expecting so that. That's why you've got to, th this person has to train this over and over and over. So what I did was as soon as I heard, you know, I was kind of like sitting like this. Yep. And as soon as you started, I heard the aggression, the anger, I readjusted slowly. Correct. I put my hand out. I call yep. this the peace offering. Oh yeah. I saw your hand going first. You know, I was like, wow. It's like, it went. And then I did mostly active listening. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, right. And then I went to summarize and you started speaking again, I think. So I stopped myself. So yeah. you weren't ready to, to listen to me. So my job is to shut up and listen to you. And then I used some of your words or, you know, I, I screwed up. I, I don't know if you had said that. That's the words I, I, sure I said. That, yeah. <laughs> Good. So it's, you know, person wants to hear their words. Yeah. They don't want me to, oh, so I kind of messed up. You don't want me to play it down because if no. I did that, then you'd be like, yeah. And you were still agitated, so I let I stayed with you. And in the real world, I would have done it another probably you would have only needed another 10 or 15 seconds of that, and then you would have calmed down. And and the believe it or not, because my job is to rescue the relationship here. Okay. Yeah. And it looks like this is a done deal. It looks like the relationship is over. Maybe. And maybe it's over for this exchange, except my job is to leave as little damage as possible to the relationship. And often when this is done well, the other person's going to respond one of three ways. Either you're going to thank me, you might uh, apologize, or you might go out of your way to help me in the future. And my job, and when I'm not, and, and even if you had been like wildly inappropriate, insulting, rude, even then in that moment, I would not address it right then and there because my job is to help you to save face in the moment. Though after the fact, if I felt like you were out of line in any way, I would wait one, two, three days. I'd think about it. I'd calm down. I'd rehearse what I wanted to say. Maybe I'd give, send it in an email. Maybe I'd put it in a letter. Maybe I'd call you. Maybe I'd ask to go have coffee with you. And then I would address your behavior once we got through this storm. The right in the moment is not the moment for me to address any behavior that might have been inappropriate. Uh, um, it's amazing how you put it because most of the conflicts and I'm not talking about personal, not personal life, but professional, but equally personal and maybe more personal because, you know, we accept and we allow things to happen, uh, as you mentioned earlier. Most of it happens and, you know, it escalates when the other person doesn't know when to not end, I mean, when to let it go. And yeah. once you want to reply, how should you reply? If you're a mistake, if you're wrong, and even if you're not wrong, Sometimes the other side that actually, I could be equally wrong as, as, a, as an owner of a company because I wasn't clear what I wanted and something was yeah, messed up. All right, let me address the second point first. Yeah. Because people ask me when I do this demo in my classes, they say, well, Amy, what if it wasn't your fault? Believe it or not, I wouldn't respond very differently. I would do the same thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. So, Sunil, clearly we have a problem. Yes. Yeah. 
there's a, you're not happy with how it turned out. I might not say I screwed up if I know it wasn't me, though I'm not going to explain to you right then and there, well, Sunil, man, I was on vacation. It wasn't me. Yeah. I would stay with you, stay with your pain. And, you know, my job is to de-escalate de you. And then after the fact, either you're going to figure it out that it wasn't me, or once you're calm, cool, and collected, I might come to you and let you know. Though most likely, somehow you're, most people are going to, they end up finding out, oh my God, I accuse Amy, it wasn't even her. So then... So, and if you haven't said anything to me, then I would come to you and say, hey, Sunil, can we talk about um, our chat last week? <laughs> chat. Um, yeah. We have some time now. I wanted to let you know that um, I, I can appreciate that you were really upset and disappointed with the outcome. I would have been too. And I wanted you to know that I actually wasn't on that project or, you know, I was actually on holiday and wasn't aware of what happened. And I'm glad that we were able to resolve it for you. Or, you know, I'm sorry once again that that worked, worked out the way it did. I will certainly make sure I do the best of my abilities that it doesn't happen again. So I'm, I'm going to straighten out the score if I need to, though I'm going to give you some time to see if you can figure it out on your own. Okay. So let's move away from this for a moment and say, okay, so... Usually, who comes to you? I mean, who reaches out to you and asks for advice for consultancy? Yeah. Who are the you know main? Uh, what, and, and you know, once you obviously cover that, what are the major challenges those people face? Join us on the next episode for the rest of the discussion.